Welcome to C-Suite Radio. The Open Mic Podcast is brought to you by the Cheap Seat Entertainment Network. Holy Harkin! Welcome to another episode of the Open Mic Podcast. Excellent! With your host, Brad Allen. Well, isn't that extra special? Recorded live at Bay Area Studios. Join Brett each week as he interviews celebrities, influencers, authors, high-level entrepreneurs, and much more. At the open mic, no topic is off limits. Giddy up. And you never know who may stop by. Now, here's your host, Brett Allen. What's up, everybody? It's your weekend edition of the Open Mic Podcast. And on the show today, we have actress Allegra Edwards. She can be seen currently on Amazon Prime's Upload. She plays Ingrid. And this was a fun conversation. I don't think I've laughed this much in an interview in such a long time. She is just the absolute best. And she also can be seen on another show called Briar Patch. She's fantastic. She's a lot of fun. And I think you will enjoy this conversation. Thank you everybody for listening and joining in and being a part of the show. Be sure to send us an email, openmicguests at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. If you have any show ideas, we would love to hear your feedback. Also, just head over to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and leave us a kind rating and review, a nice little five-star rating and just a blurb. And if you put your Twitter handle in there, we will give you a shout out on the show. Also, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at Brett's Open Mic. Anyway, enough of my talking. Allegra, welcome into the podcast. It's great to be here with you today. Thank you. It's so nice to virtually be here with you. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Well, that seems to be kind of the norm these days uh, for everything is virtual meetings, virtual conversations. So that that leads me to the question, what have you been up to during lockdown? What has kept you <laughs> occupied and filling your time? Basically, the last couple weeks I've been um, shopping for furniture because I just um, moved into a new apartment in North Hollywood with my fiance. Oh, wow. Congratulations. And, um, thank you. Thanks very much. It's been quite a process uh, to, to furnish a place uh, without being able to really go into stores. Um, and I, I am so excited and inspired by Facebook Marketplace. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever used Marketplace. All the time. Half of, my, half of my places <laughs> from Facebook Marketplace. Yes. Yes. Dude, same. And I'm I'm loving it. And it's so it's so great because it's almost like you get an instant background check and yes. um and you can check if you have got mutual friends in common and I'm um I'm amazed and I'm finding really great stuff and I, I can't believe that I didn't know this whole world existed until until now. So that's some silver lining. When people <laughs> this is just really out of curiosity for me because I always find these stories so yeah. interesting. When you buy stuff online, do people get who you are? Like, do they ask you questions or do you have somebody else, maybe your fiance kind of handle you in case they're like some crazy fan that doesn't like Ingrid and they have something to say to you? Yeah. You know, what's funny is it's only come up once that oh, I, really? okay. I thought about that. Yeah. I've probably had, I don't know, maybe, maybe more than, probably more than 10 trans at this point. I mean, I'm really oh, wow. uh, cooking with death now, but, uh, but um, of all of those, you know, there's there's some upload stuff on my Facebook profile, um, and I'm not hiding it by any means. And one Google and my name will pop up. But um, I, yeah, there's only been one person that like I, I met up with her to get a lamp, and at the end of our very very brief exchange, you know, um, safely and with masks on, and and I think I may have even been wearing gloves because I was gonna head to dinner. 
And um, <laughs> she goes, I-, I like your show, by the way. And and I felt her like just kind of looking at me a little bit longer, which um, sure it doesn't I, I doesn't I don't get recognized because I'm inside all the time, and when I'm outside, I'm wearing a mask. Well, it works <laughs> so to your benefit, nobody right? Nobody knows me. Yeah, exactly. You could go <laughs> anywhere, and nobody would even know. That's funny, right? Yeah, I'm incognito all the time, so it's actually uh, that's the first and only time. And um, so far, if I keep going, then maybe it'll happen again. Or maybe everybody else totally knows and they're just being chill because it's Los Angeles. And, sure. I mean, you, know, you can't go to a Trader Joe's without bumping exactly. into somebody. Uh, or if you yeah. go through LAX just for anything, goodness gracious. I yeah. mean, it's just like, a, 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 I don't even know how to describe it. Like I went to Disneyland a few years ago and we flew into LAX. And I think from our plane ride from Albuquerque to LA, we joked and said, wouldn't this be funny on this Disney trip if we just ran into celebrities around every corner? And couldn't, I can't even tell you for that whole week long trip, we probably ran into eight or nine people, whether it would be out to eat or at Disneyland. And yeah, we were chill. You know, there was one in particular. Yeah. We asked a couple people. If we could take pictures, you know, as long as they weren't with their kids or with family, be respectful. Because, I mean, how often do you know Rob Lowe? Probably never. And so we're like, <laughs> yeah, we got to get a picture. But I get it. I mean, who knows? You know, once this is all done, maybe everybody will just wear masks all the time. Because, you know, you just, it'll yeah. help you from getting maybe bombarded in the street by paparazzi. I don't know. I mean, once it was a baseball cap and sunglasses and now it's a mask. <laughs> so. Yeah, a mask and a face shield and sunglasses and a scarf. You know, just put the whole face under some sort of wrap. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, it's it's one of those funny things too that there is a. I would be lying if I said that uh, there wasn't a part of me that was sort of looking forward to oh, of course. people um, recognizing me for my work. I think that's kind of cool because it is an indicator of how popular the show is. Absolutely, and um, and that it's resonating which is something that I was hoping for. And my my desire is for people to watch it. And if I product of that is that they recognize me, then then that's just a really good indicator that that there's a lot of love for the show. So in a way, I'm kind of like, oh, yeah, I mean, it's a fantastic show. And I mean, I, I'm familiar with your work. I, I think the first time I saw you was on, let me see if I remember, Friends from College. You played a character on that show. And uh, I, I remember that. But of course, we're here to talk about Upload, which is one of the opinion best shows streaming right now. There's so much to choose from. But Upload has just been a pure delight. My roommate told me about it a few months back and I got around to watching it a couple weeks ago. And I tell you, it is just so fun to watch and it's so different than anything that I've seen in a long time. And you play this character, Ingrid, who let's say is just a very interesting person to say the least. And <laughs> let's talk about that. That's, a, good, that's yes. a nice vague word. <laughs> yes. Well, I don't want to steal your thunder and talk ab- and steal your thunder about you can talk about the character. Let's talk about the show and how you were first introduced to the character and what was it that drew you to this particular project? Yeah. So thank you, by the way, first of all, for saying such nice things about it. I'm so glad that you love it. Um, And thank you to your roommate for turning you onto it. (laughs) Um, And so I was first introduced to the script during, um, I think it would have been during pilot season 2017. Okay. And um, 
you get a lot of script during pilot season. And um, I learned over the years, it takes special mix for something to really land and to pop um, when you're reading a ton of material. Um, and that was case with Upload that it, it just popped immediately because it was funny. It was futuristic. It felt very human. Um, the, the dialogue sounded like the way people communicated. I wasn't getting ahead of the twists and turns in the script. I felt, felt energized while I was reading it. I laughed out loud while I was reading it. And, and even as I was reading um, Ingrid specifically, and I knew that that was the role I was auditioning for, I remember my agent sent me a follow-up email, which he never does. It just said, you could do, you, you were great. You would be great for this. And I, he never does things like that because he wants to be very careful about not um, getting my hopes up, you know, sure. <laughs> or um, steering me in any direction. But, but it really landed for him. And then I, um, I completely agreed agreed with him. There was just something I could, if I can picture myself uh, saying the words and in the theme as I'm reading it without even knowing any other actors that may be to it um, or having any sense of how it's going to look production design wise, if I can still imagine myself. And it's a really, really good sign because it means there's enough that's gelling and clicking about the way that it's written, um, that it eggs and it can take off on its own. Yeah. It's a very interesting story and a different take on television so to speak as far as like what the plot and synopsis is and essentially can you just uh, kind of describe a little bit like for people who haven't watched it yet I think you would do a far better job yeah. than I would as far as like what the show is about and kind of your character in relation to everybody else in the story yeah so Upload is a show that takes place in the year 2033 and at that time, big picture, uh, you are able to decide if you would like to upload your consciousness to a digital afterlife of your choosing. And um, so you can kind of prep for it with a cell phone data plan, for example, or like a retirement home and uh, plan for your virtual life extension. And or you could opt all the dice and see what happens when you can and, and not plan or upload your, your consciousness. So that's the big picture. Um, and then the micro is that there's a young man named Nathan who is uh, played wonderfully by Robbie and Mel. Um, he gets into a self-driving car accident. I'm not giving anything away. It's in like the first <laughs> 10 minutes. I no, think. no, no. You're, the you're, there's so much more there. <laughs> yeah, he's on the verge of death and um, uh, his girlfriend, uh, played by me, uh, urges him to upload to Lakeview by Horizon, which is one of the best virtual afterlife that money can buy. Um, and he feels the pressure and um, he goes ahead and, and uploads himself. Um, and then together he realizes that his account is, is controlled by Ingrid, yes. his girlfriend. Like no um, access to and, sundries yeah. or anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he, he's got the basic plan, you know, it's, uh, it's like the, the one gym gym membership that uh, you have to <laughs> sign up for a year, but you can only have access during certain hours. He's got the, he's got the basic package. So if he wants to upgrade his clothes, if he wants to add a creamer to his coffee, if he wants a round of golf or an activity, every single upgrade has to go through her and she has to sign off on it. So um, you can imagine the hijinks that ensue there. Um, and it, it goes from feeling like a utopia to a dystopia pretty quickly. <laughs> yes. And 
she has a lot of control over him. And I, I feel <laughs> like for those who haven't watched this, I apologize. This is going to be kind of a spoiler because this show has been out for a while. We've had plenty of time to watch it. But if you haven't, go to yeah. Amazon Prime, get the free trial, if anything, and watch this show. Yeah. Because like kind of like, you know, Nathan's plan to this utopia, just a very basic dating service. You know, you can't talk to anybody, but you can look at pictures. You can get to know people, but not have yeah. any fun. Uh, connecting with people. The other part that I found just hilarious is there's a moment in the first episode where they are rushing him. He's in the hospital and there is like this dichotomy of have the surgery and like maybe you'll be okay or get uploaded and you'll have the best life ever and you're trying to convince him of one versus the other and it's just like I, I can't even imagine what that would be like for anybody to have to answer those kind of questions and decide and in the heartbeat yeah. of a moment you played that very well uh and it's safe Thank to say you. <laughs> you know some people say you know their character is like them a little bit i don't get the vibe that you're anything like ingrid at all <laughs> uh and i say that Again. in the, the nicest way possible yeah that's really nice but i also think that um you know i uh i was listening to this great podcast the other day back to one um uh, where they were interviewing Brian Cox, the actor that plays Logan Roy on yes. video show Succession, who by virtually anybody's standards is a pretty rough character, you know, oh, not the horrible. kind of guy that you want to be in a room with at all. And one of the things that he said that I so agree with and identify with is that it's so dangerous for an actor to judge the role that they're playing. Mm -hmm. um, because then those assumptions and those judgments can work their way into your performance and um, you're somehow all of a sudden an arm's length away from yes. uh, just being in it. Uh, you're, you're commenting, you're commenting on it. Um, and I think with Ingrid, like I, I know women that are somewhat similar to her oh, in sure. various ways. Um, and also I, there are some things about her that I really love and admire and respect a sure. great deal. And so while, while we don't communicate the same way and while our um, moral foundations may be different and perspectives are different, there are some things that I really love about her and that I, um, that I wish I could bring into my own life a little bit more. And uh, for example, I love that she is really detail-oriented. Of course. I love that she can pull off a really gorgeous body. I think that is so admirable. And um, I love how she can make herself pop and your eye just automatically goes to her because of how well she's dressed, how well she takes care of herself, the way that she organizes her life. You know, she, she can cook dinner for yes. the whole family. I'm, I admire that. And, um, and I know that deep down she's, she's trying really hard. She just doesn't have the right tool set. And so uh, if you're able to think of her um, from a point of empathy rather than judgment, it's a lot, it's a lot easier. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. Well, you find yourself rooting for her really on some level, you know, because like you really want this work. And I think we've all known an Ingrid in our life uh, at some point. Mm -hmm. I, I probably have dated one or two at some point. Uh <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> for the better or for the worse. Uh, maybe yes, on yeah, the side yeah. of, uh, did you really just, you know, buy a cheeseburger from In-N-Out? Uh, you know, and sort of thing. Uh, but I digress a little bit. I, I joke because uh, I know she won't ever listen to this, but uh, I, guess I hope not. <laughs> so anyway... But she'll know if she does. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, what are you going to do, funny. right? So, but right. I, I, I find just creativity and art 
uh, to exude from your character. And you really do find yourself, again, as I said, rooting for her, and, you know, and her significant other in this particular story. But then you have the other archetype characters who kind of come in and, uh, you know, her, his angel, um, I think it's Andy Allo, and just yeah. kind of, uh, just really getting this like full picture of, you know, relationship and the context of it. And just, I think everything that you've done that I have seen, you really just, you make each role different and unique and you don't go, oh, well, I've seen this before. And that's what I think makes Upload so special is that it's just something different. You know what I'm saying? Like there's Mm -hmm. not a show like it and you have to just watch it and really commit to seeing how, you know, this all plays out. And it's a quick watch. You probably watch it in a day. We're all all on lockdown again here. So um, pretty much. Now, I want to talk to you as far as like the other side of things when it comes to choosing roles and being a creative what drives you to create like what what gets you up in the morning and says I want to keep doing this I want to go to the next audition you know I've had rejection and now I've gotten something positive like what makes you keep going as a human being and as an actor overall? What a great question. Um, uh, and it's a tricky one to answer because I think it's different day to day. Right now, I would my answer would be that I love the collaborative process and I get really tickled and inspired when I watch every cog in the machine work seamlessly to create to me what has always been pinnacle. I think film, television and theater, um, any uh, performance medium like that is is a work of incredible teamwork. <laughs> and I I just get so amped. <laughs> I get all fired up. Sure. When I see not just the work that the um, the actors have done, that's a, that's a piece of it. But then I I get so fueled by the art department, by hair and makeup, by costume and wardrobe, by um, you know lighting. I mean the this the difference in storytelling from this angled light versus that angle versus this key versus this fill for two completely different stories. Um, mm-hmm depending on how things are staged. And so I'm currently, I would say that I'm fueled um, and, and motivated. I can't wait to go back to work because I just miss people, <laughs> number one. And I miss laughing and celebrating the strengths that all these other people have. Um, it's my, I, I was never in team sports. You know, I was on a dance team, which is a version of a team sport, I guess sure. you could say, but it wasn't like, you know, I uh, wasn't the same kind of team spirit as other, <laughs> as other ones, but that's the closest I can think of to um, that sort of team collaborative atmosphere is a set. I just think it's so inspiring. So that's, that's one really incredible, powerful works of art that make me think differently about um, my worldview or things that I thought I knew to be true get sort of turned on their head or, uh, uh, or a light shines on a previously shadowed part of our existence. And, and it makes me go, wow, Art can do that, and storytelling can do that, and one simple monologue can do that. Uh, it's definitely motivating to see really beautiful performances and witness this great works of writing and filmmaking. I find that to be very inspiring, too. Yeah, and what I think some people might not realize, and it's just because of talking to amazing people storytellers like yourself that even down to the costume that you wear um, I've even heard some actors say maybe they're undergarments like all of those things like Mm -hmm. create this sensibility to your character and really just catapult you into 
the world that you're trying to create, you know, whether you're a method actor or, you know, you do Stanikovsky or whatever, like your method is to acting like I did that, like the lighting, the costume, the sets, you know, I've even heard stories of actors who, you know, they play a mother who lost their son in a car accident and she put gummy bears in her pocket and fumbled around with the gummy bears because her backstory was my son loved gummy bears and so I kept gummy bears in my pocket. You know what I'm saying? Like there's all these little things that just paint yeah. the numbers to who, you know, Ingrid, as, as much as we might yeah. give her a hard time, the point is, is that there has been days and, and weeks and hours that you have put into this person that I feel like we just get a very quick view of uh, for the 45 minutes or for the hour, you know, that the episode, you know, might on television, if that makes any sense. Like, you yeah, know, there's a reason yeah. why she's doing there's, this. Exactly. Yeah, I think that, um, uh, that's so true. And I would just uh, using examples from upload. Um, uh, I would say it happened a bunch with with Ingrid, where um, particularly with costume, uh, mm-hmm. I had an expectation for for what I thought Ingrid might be wearing. And this is why a costume designer is a costume designer. It's it's one thing to just kind of shop or looking pieces in the right eyes, but to have a vision about, okay, what is what is the thinking behind how this person gets dressed? What does she choose to either armor herself with or comfort herself with? Or what does she want people to think of her when they look at her right away? I had this idea in my head of like, okay, Ingrid's a hot girl. She's going to wear hot short things. She's going to wear tight tight short things <laughs> like as most sure. as I have thought it through you know or I had like a okay it's the future so it'll be a lot of uh I don't know metal and or tight or or aluminum I don't know what I thought <laughs> like <too far laughs> I get it which is so far off but uh but I, as we were doing these cuttings, I was learning so much about Ingrid in that the costume designer, um, Farouk Singh, who's amazing, she, she was like pulling these things that were a little bit mod um, and a little retro, like 60s style. It was much more Gibson. Um, and she pulled these this footwear that could be weapons. I mean, the, the heels on these shoes would often be made with like a metallic finish or, or gold so that it looked like it could double as something that could kill you, which is great because there is something that you can't really trust about Ingrid, especially in the first half of the season. Mm-hmm. Like you don't know what her motivations are and they might be dark, you know? Um, so if she looks threatening, that's great. But I also think that she kept leaning towards choices that, you know, if I were to, to describe Ingrid as a flower, it wouldn't be a rose, even though, you know, rose has thorns, they're beautiful and, and deadly, but the, I would choose a bird of paradise, yes. which is sharp and angular and colorful and so tall and you can't not look at it. And it's, it's almost like sculptural and not the flower is basic, you know? So, so that, and as I would go to these fittings, I would get more information about, about her. I also think the choice of giving her a hairless cat is so specific, Yes, but it's a theme. Like she wants to make sure that her beauty regimen is on point. She's going to wax everything, even her cat. She wants, she wants even her pet to be a conversation piece, you know, but she wants someone to stare at it and go, let's have a conversation about your cat. Cause she, she wants an opportunity to talk about it, I think. Yeah. And then the other piece I'll say is that um, down to like the the set and art department, I love this so much. I I walked into Ingrid's apartment, which had been fully decorated um, for the first time. And on the coffee table, someone had put um, a praying mantis 
Interesting. Paperweight, but it was it was gold plated. It was a gold plated praying mantis. I was like, if that isn't the most Ingrid looking object I've ever seen, it's threatening and beautiful and totally a conversation piece all at the same time. And what do praying mantises do? They bite off the head of their mate. You know, <laughs> there's like a it's just such a so violent and so. I don't know. I, I was like, this is so amazing. And and then I go into my father's office, you know, for the flashback scene that we shot um, very briefly. You know, it's like in Nathan's memory. We're in his office and there's a random paperweight on my dad's desk and it's a gold-plated scorpion, which feels like a cousin or related somehow to the gold-plated praying mantis. And I'm going, oh yeah, she and her dad, you know, they could butt heads. They might not be so different at the same time. So I'm, it's little tiny things like that that are just so juicy and that, um, that give you a little bit of inspiration and a little extra kick of something specific. And it's what's specific that makes the characters more enjoyable, more authentic, less of a, an archetype and more, um, just more real. You know? Yeah. I mean, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, right? And uh, right. as a father who has a, a son who just turned six, I will tell you, he is more like me than I would care to admit on some level because uh, his mom jokes with me and she's like, oh, it sounds like somebody that I know and it's when it's being regurgitated from a six-year-old over and over again. Yeah. But yet, dad might not be too far off. And it's not mean, but it's like factual, right? And so right. I, I kind of get a sense of when we see your character uh, in anything that you do, but upload specifically, like everything just matches. Like I even thought to myself, why on earth would a person want a hairless cat? Like they're just so <laughs> gross. But again, the mission is accomplished by getting the viewer to think about it and go, hmm, well, it lends itself to who this is a human being. And it's not an archetype or a caricature of who she really is, but but of who she is in this role and as a person, you know, just so different. And it's, it's fantastic. I kind of want to switch gears a little bit and just kind of focus on a topic that I like to ask a lot of actors and performers. And that is, you've been doing a lot and you have reached a level of success, you know, with this show and people are loving it. You've also, I'm certain, have gone out for other things and auditioned and perhaps maybe not got or were passed over by another person. And specifically, how do you deal with because the entertainment industry is crazy. Acting is even more crazy, in my opinion. They say if you can think of doing anything else, do it because you have to have it in this, that, and the other. But how does Allegra manage the rejection or the failures as an actor and take that and turn it into something positive for the next time you go out or using good uh, versus, you know, maybe letting it overtake you. And it's, you didn't have to say anything specific, just generally speaking, you know, like how does that drive you forward to the next project? Yeah, that's another really great question. And uh, it's a good thing to talk about uh, with other people in the field because you can, you can have your, your mindset, but then it's very different when you actually experience it, you know? So it's, it's good for us to bolster each other up in this way. Um, and I would say recently, like I had this sort of shift in my thinking, maybe, maybe like three years ago, probably actually just before getting cast and upload, as a matter of fact, um, where I was sort of satisfied with the word rejection mm -hmm. as it's often circulated in 
our industry. And that's because I think, um, I think of rejection now as, um, uh, get out and never come back <laughs> or, or like if, if you're dumped by a lover, you know, and it's like, I, I actually don't ever, I don't want to have a relationship with you and I don't want to talk to you. And I, I'd be great if I didn't have to see you for a while too. Mm-hmm. And that to me is like that is the depth of rejection. But when it comes to the casting process, um, if you are getting, if you're getting an audition, you're already doing something right. If you're getting called back, you're doing something so right level two. It, it's, it's actually really hard to make it through those levels and it's rare and it's, um, it's a sign that you're actually doing really well and, and not getting the role isn't the same as, as get out and never come back again. It's right. not this time, not right now, not this role. So it's not flat out rejection. It's just, um, it's something specific than that. And, um, if it, if it was not for me to begin with, then it was never mine to begin with. And therefore I can't feel rejected from it. That's it, that may feel like a really fluffy, sugary thing to say, um, but it's really helpful for me. There are roles that I get so emotionally invested in and I can see myself doing, but but I don't know why um, it didn't go my way. And I have to trust that something even better is coming right around the corner, that, that whatever was going to happen with that thing that I thought I wanted, maybe the experience actually I wasn't ready for, or maybe something not so great was going to happen with that particular team. And I'm being preserved from something. So I'm trying to let go of the idea that anything is mine until, until it's actually mine <laughs> until you're on set filming yeah no i get yeah yeah and even then and even then i hate to say it even then you could film a pilot episode and it feels like yours and you signed a contract and it is yours and then they go you know what we tested it with audiences and we got to go in a different direction that doesn't change the fact that it was still yours for that time it just yeah. means that it was going to be that long you know I and, get it. and you still learn something from it and you still met those people and you still have the opportunity um, uh, and, and don't go back to square one after that. You, you can't slide that far back down the ladder because you've, you, I mean, you've graduated to a new level just by being on that set and tell that story. So yeah, that may sound a little floofy, but I not think, at all. Uh, it genuinely has really helped me. <laughs> no, I don't <laughs> you know? think so. I think Feel it's not so negative about it. No, I mean it's very positive. You know, you booked the room, you booked the director, not the audition, but it might be five or six times before they they keep calling you in for different things. But that's positive because they like you. They just want to find <laughs> the right fit for you. And I've heard stories of people like that were on the office and, you know, the television show and they mm-hmm. were, they didn't know for the first couple of years, like if this was really going to like take, you know, and, oh, yeah. uh, and so they had to change things to make it more palatable for the audience. You know, Michael Scott's character was obnoxious during the first season. People hated him uh, because he was, but they were trying to do it in a way like the British version. They changed it and made him to the person that we know today as Michael Scott. And I say that as an example, but I I appreciate your truthfulness and your honesty about it because I think that oftentimes, you know, the average person who is watching this from the outside in just has 
is given this very myopic perception of what Hollywood is like and what acting is like. And they don't realize that, you know, you have to work really hard after you have to study, you you just keep at it. And then you have these moments of success, like Upload, that just turns out to be a huge hit. People love it. And it's like a lightning in the bottle situation. And you're like, man, this is the best thing that's ever happened to me. And you, you're not just looking forward to the next thing, but you're relishing in the moment and then going, okay, you know, are we going to do this again? Or what are we going to do? And, and you're preparing mentally for the next piece of art or collaboration <laughs> that you want to create. We get the benefit of it. And I get the pleasure of talking <laughs> to you, you know, and just laughing and having a really good time uh, just about this crazy world uh, that we're in right now, yeah. <laughs> you know? It's just so bizarre, it seems. Uh, and uh, buying things on Facebook Marketplace uh, and <laughs> just having fun. Simple joys. Yeah, simple things. Yeah. So one last question yeah. as we wrap up, I want to ask you, there was a piece of advice that you could give your younger self that would maybe not necessarily change the trajectory of your career path, but maybe help you do something different or understand a situation better? Yeah, I would um, I would tell me to uh, drink more water. I would tell me to wear my retainers. <laughs> <laughs> and I would tell me to, to remember that it is a process and it is a marathon and not a sprint. And any pressure that comes externally or internally that says they have to have it all figured out right now is um, a lie. And the sooner I um, be willing to show myself grace for just being a lifelong learner and improving with every single project and every single role bit by bit, um, the movement will come actually because I won't be holding on so tightly uh, to doing something a right way. I'll actually be freer. So I have to remind myself of that. I love it. Pretty regularly. Yeah. yeah. Great <laughs> advice for anything that we are tackling in life. And, and thanks so much. And uh, Allegra, if people want to just connect with you or find out about the show or just kind of what you're up to, how, how can they connect with you on social? Yeah. So I am most frequently on Instagram and that's a rose by name. Rose is my middle name. So there you have it. And then on Twitter, I'm Allegra underscore Edwards. I think it's also pretty fun to follow the Upload on Prime Instagram account. They're actually doing a pretty good job. I, I love what they've been putting out. And um, and also on Twitter, you can search the hashtag UploadTV. And yeah, those might be the simplest ways to get in touch. Well, this has been just an absolute joy. And thank you for being a part of Cast today. I really do appreciate it. Thank you for having me and for asking such great questions. It really makes a difference. That brings today's episode to an end. Thanks for choosing to stop by and listen. If you enjoyed the show, consider sharing it with a friend and hitting the subscribe button. It's absolutely free. The views and opinions of our guests do not necessarily reflect those of the host. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. Until next time, cheers. Today's episode of the Open Mic Podcast is brought to you by Cheap Seat Entertainment.